0: Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon and the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 40 of Process to Profitability. Today I'm talking about choosing and optimizing images for your website. This episode is going to be helpful for you whether you're working with a website designer and they're asking for images, or if you are DIYing a template or a website on your own so you are looking at picking out which images you want to feature on your website and trying to figure out how to make those images stand out while still helping your SEO and not slowing down your website too much. Whether you're a photographer or not, The images you choose for your website can draw in or turn away your dream clients. The trick isn't finding images, there's stock photography all over the internet, but finding the right images and making them work for your website. Let's get started. First, I want to cover some things that you want to avoid. All of these are things that I have seen pop up in client websites or people who have had me audit their websites, and I just want to make sure that you are avoiding any trouble as you are choosing your images and getting ready for them to go online. So the first is seeing the images you choose show up on everyone else's website. This is one of the dangers with stock photography, which we'll talk about later, but if everyone can access the same images and it's popular in your field, you may see those images that you have specifically picked out for your website on someone else's, even a competitor's. So you want to make sure that the images you're selecting aren't going to be something that everyone is going to use and have it dilute your brand. The second thing you want to avoid is using images that don't fit your brand or turn off your dream clients. This is true for both stock photography and custom photos. You want to make sure that they actually fit your brand and not just the colors but the style and the feeling that you want your clients to have when they come to your website. If the images you're putting on your website don't match the copy that you're writing, it's going to confuse people and they're going to go look for somebody else. The third thing you want to avoid is spending money on something you won't use long term. There are options for stock images or custom photography that you're going to pay for and those can either be inexpensive or it can be a big investment. But what you want to avoid is putting that money onto an image for your website that you're not going to keep using. That's why picking something that fits your brand and fits your audience is so important because you don't wanna keep changing out your images all the time because you just can't get the right feeling. And the fourth thing you want to avoid is getting into legal trouble because you didn't follow the rules. There are different rules for using stock images, custom photography, and you want to make sure that you are in the lines on all of that so that you are not served with a notice to take down the image or are being sued for having to pay for something you didn't know you were using incorrectly. When it comes to imagery for your website, you have two options and there are pros and cons to each. So like we've talked about before, one of your options is always stock photography. The pros here are that it's less expensive. Options are available when you need them. There are a lot of different options that fit your brand, And there are subscription services and one-time purchases so you can choose whether you need images delivered to you every month to share on social media or if you just want to pick one or two to put on your website. Stock photography covers a wide range of images. You can find things with people, with technology, with desktop backgrounds. There's a lot that's available and so it's a great option if you aren't quite sure what you want to use on your website or if you are just starting out, but you do want to make sure that you look into some of the cons. Those are that other people can use them. So the images you pay for can show up on other people's websites as well. You have to pay attention to how you can use the images and they won't feature you or your work, so you won't have a headshot from stock photography. The other option when it comes to photography for your website is custom photography. And this is when you get together with a photographer, you plan out what you're going to shoot, and you actually make it happen. If you want more information about this, you can listen to one of my episodes with Malika Malhotra of Mickey Photo, and I will link to that in the show notes where she talks about having a photo shoot for your brand, and making sure that everything fits you. The pros here are that it's made specifically for your brand. It includes images of you, whether it's a headshot or you at work. It fits your design needs exactly, including the sizes and orientations you need for your website, and you don't have to search endlessly for exactly what you need. You know that you can get images that are going to give you what you want, and you won't spend hours searching online and hoping that you can find something that's what you're envisioning. The cons here are that it can be expensive. Custom photography is an investment, and sometimes you can trade services with a photographer or have someone who's just starting out charge you less, but you want to make sure you're getting the best out of the investment that you're making, and so you wanna plan for that. You also have to work with the photographer's timeline. So if you're designing your website now and you want it to launch in a month, but you can't have your photo shoot for six weeks, you won't be able to use that imagery yet or you'll have to push back your website launch. So that's something to consider when you are redesigning or updating your images because you want to make sure that you can get everything done in a timely manner. Either option can give you a beautiful online presence that fits your brand and business, but there are some things that you need to keep in mind. So I'm going to start with going through a couple of points that will help you choose images for your website, and then I'm going to talk about how you can optimize them for the web. So the first thing here is to start with the design. Always start by designing your website before investing in any kind of images. Think of it this way. Your website is the house that you're building, and the images are the decor inside. They make a big difference, but they're not going to determine what your website looks like. So whether you're DIYing your website, using a template, or working with a designer, let the design dictate everything else. You want to go through and make sure that your website is going to convert your dream clients, it's going to speak to the right people, and then you can figure out the sizes and shapes of images you need, and this will help you in your search for images because you'll know exactly what to look for. You won't be looking for horizontal images and then decide that you need vertical ones or the other way around. Or if you want things that are showing details, you're not going to start out with big picture items. Once you've worked on your design, you'll know things like the image size, image orientation, and the types of images. And once you have all of that in place, it's much easier to narrow down your search and find the right images for your website. Maybe the flat lays you love on Instagram aren't right for your header because they won't convey what they need you to. It's better to know that before you have invested in photography or stock photos and figure out exactly what you want on your website. Now you might want to see images on your website as you're designing and it's okay at that point to go onto a stock website and download their free samples that still have the watermark. You're not going to be publishing your website with them on there but it's going to give you idea of where the images are gonna go. And if you can choose images that have close to what you're looking for, it'll give you an idea of the colors that you can bring in or the different details you want to include. You don't have to make your investment as you're designing and mocking up the website, but the closer you can get to what exactly you're gonna need down the road, the easier it is to choose the right images. You also want to include which images going to be overlaid with text for graphics and which are going to stand alone to add personality. If an image is going to be overlaid with text, you want to make sure that it either has the white space behind it for that to show up, or you know exactly how it's going to be designed so that it's still legible, because what's important here is the text more than the image itself. Your second step is to choose the right photos, and this goes mostly to choosing stock photos, but you can also apply this to planning your branded photo shoot. So you want something that's going to fit your brand colors, your style, and your dream clients. Instead of choosing images that look great but don't fit your brand, start your search with your brand in mind. Then even if you find other beautiful options, you won't be tempted to spend your hard-earned money on something that won't work for your business. If you're using a stock photo library, don't try to use every image available. They're all really cool and beautiful, but if they aren't on brand or if they don't all fit together, you're going to confuse your audience and make your website less inviting and streamlined. And just a note on the legal stuff, make sure to double check the usage rights to the images that you're buying. You may want to make sure that you can use them on your website to promote your services, and you need to know how to give credit if that is required. You also wanna know what types of edits you can make, whether you can crop, add overlays, add your own products, change or remove items, and where you can use them. So can you use them on your website and your social media? Can you use them in your PDFs or on products? You wanna have all of that sort of nailed down before you choose your images just so that in the future you know exactly what you can and can't do with them. Every photographer and website will have different guidelines and restrictions, so just make sure you're familiar with them and you won't run into any legal problems in the future. And a tip here is to keep the receipt after you download your new image so you have it for future reference to prove that you paid for it. If you're working with a designer to find stock images, make sure that the correct person purchases them. If your designer purchases your image, they may or may not be allowed to transfer the ownership to you. If you want to own the rights to use an image in more ways than just on your website, you may need to purchase it yourself so you have that ability. When you're looking at getting custom photography done, You want to consider all of these things as well. Which props do you want? Where are you going to shoot your photos? You want it to still fit your brand and your style, and hopefully you can infuse even more of your personality into a custom shoot than stock photography. Number three is to customize your images. You can make even stock photography unique through overlays, added text, and cropping, as long as you're following the rules. And these are some fun ways to add interest to your images and make them stand out. You can add an overlay in a brand color. You can add text to create fun graphics or pinnable images. You can crop your images in a variety of ways to get multiple uses out of this. And you can add your products to the image to show off your work. You can see a lot of these on my own website, in the banner images. On the homepage, I have added an iPad with my different websites that I've worked on to the image. And then on all of the banner images throughout my website, they are crops of the very same images that's on my homepage. That way I know everything is consistent and I didn't have to go out and purchase a lot of images because I could get multiple uses out of the one that I invested in. By using these techniques with your stock photographs, you can create images that people recognize as yours without you having to take the photos yourself. And these are also great ways to get the most out of the images you're investing in so you can buy less and still have just as much flexibility. When you are having a custom photo shoot, you want to think about this as well. While you may get more images, sometimes photographers will limit you to a certain number of images that are delivered. They're going to make sure that they're the best images that fit what you need, but you want to make sure you still have some flexibility, that you can add those overlays, that you can crop them in different ways so that you have everything that you might want for your business from the photo shoot you invested in. If you're ready to update your website today and need some guidance on things that you can do, check out my free guide, five website updates to get legit. You can download it at lemonandthesea.com five updates. There you will find a guide with five easy updates you can make today that are going to make your website stand out, be legal, and it includes free resources that you can check out as well as easy action steps to get you started so that you can start making improvements to your website today. That is at lemoninthesea.com five updates. And number four, by mixing stock photography with your own images, you can create a unique look that nobody can copy. So if you're a photographer or have great images from your past products, You can use stock photography to spice up your image library and get some great on-brand images that you don't have to take yourself. If you're not a photographer and you have been using stock photography, you can invest in a custom photo shoot that will help you really build up your library and give you images that are more personal and more fun to use as you are designing your website and sharing on social media. I like to have both of these available to me because it gives me a balance, but I make sure that everything that I choose is still on brand. I go back and look at my brand colors and my style, my inspiration board, so that I'm not just choosing something that looks pretty and sharing it, but I'm making sure that it fits the style that I'm trying to curate on my website and on my Instagram feed. If you're looking for stock photography, there are a lot of great resources online, both free and paid. Each website works differently, but if you take the time to look through what's available, you can find something that will work for your budget and your brand. So in the show notes, you'll find links to all of these as well, but you can get stock image libraries at Hot Stock and Turquoise and Palm. If you're looking for a big, versatile image or a small collection, check out SC Stock Shop or Creative Market. And then for free images that are in the Creative Commons, You can check out Morgfile, Unsplash, Pexels, and Pixabay. I use all of these as I am looking for images for my clients and for my own website, and you just have to make sure that you're following the rules and that you're not going to use an image that you've been seeing pop up everywhere online. If you decide to use a website where things are free or you're going to purchase them, just make sure to check the usage rights for each image as they can vary based on the photographer and the image type. We don't want you getting into any trouble by just trying to get something onto your website. All right, so now we're going to talk about optimizing your images. You've picked out what you want to include in your galleries and on your homepage, in your banner images, and now you need to figure out how do you get them onto your website with the least amount of work, with the fastest loading time, and make sure that they're working for you. So the first thing that you're going to need to do is resize your images for the web. You want to adjust the image size and be sure to enter the exact desired size and save the image as a resample image to preserve smoothness. Just a note, a lot of what I'm talking about here is going to be in reference to Photoshop, but there are also other programs that can help you do this. Then you're gonna wanna choose your format. So there are two of these. There is Lossy and Lossless. A lossy image will compress the image so that it takes off a small amount of memory, but it will lose quality. And a lost list sounds like what it is. It will give you the exact quality of the original, but it also takes up more memory. So if you have ever looked at saving images, you are going to know that there are different types, and there are two main ones that are used for web right now. Those are JPEG, which is perfect for images with lots of colors and gradients such as photographs. And you can control how compressed the image is while saving, so you can make it bigger if it's going to be a banner image or smaller if it's going to be an icon or a graphic. And there are PNGs, which is similar to the old GIF format, but supports more colors. So you can have a transparent background and you can get a higher size and quality because this is a lossless format but along with that comes that it takes up more space on your website and it will load slower. So you want to be sure that you're choosing the format that makes the most sense for the type of image you're using. You also want to make sure that when you are saving your image, you're saving it for web so that the colors will actually look the same way when it's uploaded online as it does on your computer because the different colors work a little bit differently. Once you've chosen your format, you need to reduce the size of the image so you need to try to keep your images under 75 kilobits although some banner images might be larger at around 150 and save the images to the exact dimensions you need for your website if you are working with a website designer they should be able to tell you what those dimensions are and while you can go a little bit larger you don't want to go too much larger because it could crop things off and it's going to be slower to load than is necessary. You can also reduce your DPI, which is dots per inch to 72. Websites can't display any higher than that because they're not displaying dots per inch, they're displaying things online instead. And so whether you save it at 72 or 360, it looks exactly the same online. The only difference is how large the image is. So if you are saving it to the correct size, For your website, you can reduce the DPI and save some space. If you don't have Photoshop or if you're trying to still reduce your image size, you can use a couple of different apps. There's TinyPNG, JPEG Mini, and if you're not sure if your website is up to the speed it should be, you can check out Google PageSpeed Insights. Run your URL there and it will tell you where you can improve and you can actually download images at the size that Google recommends. So those are some really cool tools that will help you get your website moving as fast as it can with high quality images. And then the second thing you want to do is to prep your images for great SEO so they can help people find you online. Usually stock images have the names that reflect the company or photographer they're from. So after you purchase and download it, be sure to rename it something SEO friendly before adding it to your website. Having an image name that references where you got the image from won't help your business. You can also help with SEO by adding keywords and keyword phrases on the back end of your website and by adding captions or alt titles. This works differently on each website platform, but you should be able to find tutorials to guide you. In Squarespace, for example, you can add a caption to your photo and then hide it to get the SEO without having the caption below your image. When you are naming your images for the web, you need to think about the fact that some people have computers that aren't going to load images, or for people who are using e-readers that are going to just read your website to them, they can't see those images. And so the name that you use for your image should be descriptive enough that it tells people what they would be looking at if the image loaded, but not so descriptive that it's overwhelming. So you don't need to name an image, wedding by the sea with 13 bridesmaids and four groomsmen in the colors pink and black. But you might wanna say seaside wedding, pink and black. Just give it enough of what you want to say to help with the SEO and to give people a description of the image if they're not actually seeing it themselves. I also wanna note here that when you are looking for images that aren't those big grabby images for your website, the banner or the different icons, but you're choosing images for your portfolio, you want to make sure that these are still on brand, but show a range of what you can do. So depending on what you need in your portfolio, you might have different types of events or different types of websites. And so it's nice to have one consistent way of presenting them So that people know that it still fits who you are and what you're going for without feeling like you can't show off one project because it's so different or out of the norm for what you normally do. I know that choosing these images can be really hard because you are trying to figure out what the best options are without going overboard and slowing down your website too much. But I would recommend that if you have a gallery with a lot of images you choose about 30 so that you can really show people a range of what you do and then If you want to show off more or go into more detail, write it up in a blog post. That's where you can show more images and tell more of the story. And that helps with content. It helps with building trust. It helps with bringing people back to your website. And it helps with SEO. So there are different ways that you can use the images that you have from your business. If you are somebody like me who does website design or graphic design and you are creating a portfolio where it's not images of people from a wedding, but it's images or screenshots from the work that you've done and every project is going to be a little bit different make sure you pick a signature style that you want to present it in so for me all of my portfolio pages start off with just a little stock image or something from the brand has a screenshot and then a couple of screenshots that are actually on a computer screen, but the background is white, it's very simple, and then I have the client's headshot at the end with their testimonial. If you can get that set up, the way that you want to template everything out in your portfolio, you have more flexibility with those images because it looks consistent and people know what to expect and why you're sharing the things that you are. I hope that this helps you as you are trying to pick out images for your website and get them ready to go online. It's really not as scary as some people think it might be, but it does take a little bit of practice and trial and error, especially when you are trying to figure out how to save your images to show up at the highest quality online while still loading quickly, but don't be afraid to play around with it a little bit or ask a designer for help. Every project and every platform is going to be different, but you want to make sure that you are focusing on images that fit your brand and that are not going to turn people away that you want to be working with. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.